0: Thank you for listening to the Vantage Point Church podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message.
1: Hey, how's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Move. Um, once again, we're having to do this online, and we understand that it's definitely not our favorite way of doing it. We would much rather have you guys here in the room present with us um, and so that we can talk with you guys and interact with you guys. But that being said, um, we do have live hosts here that will be interacting with you guys. So as long as you guys are active in the comment section, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, whatever it is, if you're active during this live moment, we have... Um, hosts that are ready to be responding to you guys interacting with you guys and um, if you have any prayer requests throughout the service please drop it in the comment section or send us a direct message and we would love to pray for you guys at the end of this Um, and we're really looking forward to what God has so we just uh, my request as always is that people would take this time seriously steward this time well uh, meaning not just kind of throw it up and and Do everything else that you already plan on doing tonight, but maybe set, if you can, set aside time tonight to really receive what God has for you. I believe that this topic, um, it's actually one that our our lead pastor has gone over the last few weeks, and I believe this topic um, is one that can truly transform your life if you let it. So uh, my request is that your guys' hearts would be prepared and postured to uh, receive, maybe get your notepads out, um, and just get ready for an incredible night of wisdom from our uh, lead pastor, pastor kyle and that being said i'd like to introduce our guest tonight pastor kyle you guys know him you guys love him and uh why don't you just real quick let him know um, what's going on and maybe your life and how you're handling all this stuff lately
0: yeah well hey it's so good to be with you guys tonight um as always missing you in person uh this whole whole adjustment for us doing everything online has been uh just a unique situation we've all had to to kind of adjust to it you know i got kids at home that are Doing schooling at home, my wife is helping them with their schooling, yeah. and uh, she's working from home as well as doing her master's program. So, you know, uh, our, our life
1: has been a little, a little crazy lately. Now, is <coughs> is the schooling from home for her? Is that new, or, or were they already homeschooled? Or no, no, they they were uh, attended the local school here. So she became a teacher. What well, she she is a teacher, and then she started.
0: Teaching our, our kids at home as well. Multiple so. grade teacher now. Yes. Yes.
1: I That's funny because they kind of, our parents have all become teachers now. That was yes. like the one thing in life where moms could get them away and take that break. And so my heart goes out to all the moms that are that have now become teachers yeah. and PE teachers. And, you know, so um, we're really excited tonight. As you can see, we're talking about faith blockers versus faith Builders and kind of what sparked this in me was the last series that Pastor Kyle that you did um, because it just it it actually took me to a place of breakthrough like like for real breakthrough in my life of something that I've been putting off um, that I finally pulled the trigger on because uh, at the conclusion of this series I felt not only the faith to do it but the necessity to do it and do it now and so um, tonight as we talk about these things we're going to discuss what are the things that block our faith. And then what are the things that build our faith? Um, We we really want to put tools in your hands as always. Pastor Kyle is one of the greatest communicators because regardless of the message, and I tell you this all the time, and I say it every time we do like a a live lobby or anything, I I just love how you always bring not only encouragement, but a challenge. And so tonight, I don't only want them to feel encouraged, you know, and I want them to feel challenged. So um, just the same way that I was. So. That being said, um, we miss you guys, and uh, we're just going to get right into it. So if you're just now logging on and joining us, uh, maybe one of the hosts will pin, pin in there um, that we're taking prayer requests. So we're taking prayer requests. Uh, we want you to be interacting just as you would here. So if, you, if you're if you listening and you want to shout amen, then type amen with a bunch of exclamation points, and we'll take that as a shout. right? All right. So um, that being said, we're going to dive right in if this thing will open. A couple of things came to mind for me as I began to think about what blocks our faith, so I immediately started to think about myself, I started to think about what what are some things in my life that maybe I was believing for or almost believed for, and then it blocked something blocked it, and so I began to think, what are the things that I have that have stopped me from pursuing and truly believing what I felt in a moment that God maybe made a promise to me or put a vision in my heart on. So, I've had a lot of times in life and I hate to say it where I've felt God pull on my heart and then I something got in the way and I detoured it and then completely forgot about it. Have you ever had moments like Ooh, yeah. that? Like, yeah. And I hate it because you just live, you forget for a while. You put it on the back burner and you forget about it. And then something later on will trigger a thought that reminds you of you know, I felt God pulling me to that one time. And now I feel like it's too far in the past for me to regain my momentum. And so I want to keep the young adults listening or whoever's listening, I want to keep them from having to go through those seasons where they felt like they missed the the opportunity. And so things to be aware of. Um, I, I said this before a few months back. I felt like God put it on my heart to say that whatever's expected can be deflected. And so if we're expecting the attack from the enemy, it's much easier to deflect it. And I actually had a volunteer come up. Turn around, and I threw a ball at them, and it hit them because they weren't expecting it, and they didn't even know I had a ball. And then when they were expecting it, they were able to deflect it. And so I feel like that's something that is just a constant theme here, and that's we want to put tools in your hands so you're expecting these blocks to come up, you're expecting these things to surface. Um, so a couple of them for me, the first one was time. I started to realize time was a was a faith blocker for me. Because I felt like maybe God put something on my heart, or maybe maybe I just you know felt something that I wanted to start believing God for. And I thought that I knew what time that should come to pass. And so I was believing God for stuff that it just didn't come to pass. in my own time, the thing that I boxed up, um, it, ex- it expired on my time. But it, the clock didn't even start ticking on God's yet, because it wasn't time for that to come into fruition. And so that's something that blocked my faith, me realizing you know what? I was believing for that and it didn't happen. And so come the next time I felt something God put on my heart, there was a blocker there. There was maybe a callus or there was something in me that wanted to push away from truly believing wholeheartedly in that. And so time was one of the biggest ones. And and then the other thing is sacrifice. Um, Sacrifice because not necessarily the whole concept of sacrifice, because in life we're going to have to sacrifice for things um, just the same way Jesus did. But But sacrifice in that when God puts something on your heart, you can get really excited. I mean, even just in in starting the move services, we got really, really excited about doing that. And then all of a sudden you start to think to yourself, what am I going to have to sacrifice in order for this to come to pass? And so sacrifice, even the thought of what you might have to sacrifice, can a lot of times block you from building on your faith and continuing to pursue that. And so those are just a couple things I hope that, you know, if if they relate to you a little bit, that the rest of this message will encourage you. Um, on sacrifice, if you've read in Scripture, um, I didn't get the, the, the Scripture on this exact story, but I'll give you some context on it, and then I'm going to read a verse. The verse first is Proverbs 11 and verse 28, which says, Those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteousness will thrive like a green leaf. And so those who are trusting in their riches, those who are putting everything in, in their riches are going to really have a hard time sacrificing. They're going to have a hard time sacrificing those things in order to sometimes see what God has for us. And so with the rich young ruler, Jesus walked up to him and he said, follow me. But he was rich. And that's not a problem. It wasn't because he was rich that that Jesus wanted him to do what he asked him to do. It was the concept of sacrifice. It's going to need to happen. If you drop everything sometimes and follow God. And there's going to be moments that you come into in life where you're going to feel like, i got to drop everything and follow God. There's things with your friends. You've got to remove some people from your life in order to follow God. Well, this rich young ruler was asked to sell everything to the poor and then follow Jesus. And he said, that's too much for me and didn't do that. And so who knows what story would have been written in his life had he been willing to sacrifice and follow Jesus. I think the story and the theme of his life would have been one that, that was such so incredible. I think that there would have been chapters written about it. ...because of how much he had to sacrifice. God really honors those that have a lot to sacrifice, and they pull the trigger and do it anyways. And so those are a couple things just for me, and and that I would hope would at least resonate with you guys... ...and just that you might relate to it a little bit. Um, A couple things before we pass off to Pastor Kyle that might build on your faith. For me, one of the biggest things that that builds on my faith is community is not and in this time it's hard because we're isolated but taking advantage of opportunities like this taking advantage of live stream on sunday morning and going back even and watching and staying interactive is something that will keep our faith floating uh, when we isolate it's easy to like your last message to get things get distorted <coughs> yeah. when you're in isolation things get distorted and in reality is not reality anymore and so when it comes to your faith don't just go tell everyone what you felt God put on your heart, because that will be met with a lot of haters. It'll be met with a lot of criticism. I'm sure when you were planning a church, you told some people, and they and you were probably met with some criticism, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of times, it's not about telling everybody. It's about telling those close to you that will—not just the ones that will champion you, but ones that will challenge you also. Those that you trust and that you have stake in and things like that. So— um, the last thing I want to share before passing it off to Pastor Kyle, um, because I know he has so much wisdom for us tonight, is a story that just happened recently, and it's the one that I touched on in the beginning, that breakthrough moment for me, and I don't even know if I fully shared this with you yet. For a long time, um, my, my dad and I were at odds, so we, we talked a couple times a year, and I wasn't okay with where we were at, but I wasn't willing to do anything about it either, I felt like maybe I made small attempts here and there, and uh, got to the point where it was like, maybe I was bitter, like, you know, I shouldn't be the one to have to do this type of thing. There's all kinds of things going through my head, but I, in, the, in my heart of hearts, felt this feeling of, I, what if something bad happens? That's what I kept thinking. What if something bad happened to my dad, and I never got to, you know, at least do my best to mend our relationship? And so... I, it was a lot of things in your message your whole series but one of your messages um, that you talked about the breaking point on the point of breaking is the one that catapulted me into making the decision I made but it was um, Pastor Corinda she did the Monday moment and when she talked about the same type of thing that breaking yeah, there's breakthrough in the breaking and there was a conversation I had with a member of our church I mean it was a, it was an at least probably an hour long conversation I had with him it was there's this, I've met him before, but it was the first time we really had a conversation. And he doesn't know my life, doesn't know my story. I told him briefly, and God just spoke through him as a third party to this whole thing. And he just told me everything that I didn't want to hear, but I knew was what I had to do. And so there was a bunch of things. And then also my wife, over our entire relationship, has been one of the only ones just pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and pushing me to mend that relationship with my dad. Because she knows the the power that that relationship has over me in the negative and the positive, um, and so she she knew like something's got to be healed in this area. So finally, after your message and after Pastor Corinda's Monday moment that she shared, and the church member that just spoke to me spoke so much life and, and challenge into me, and then my wife's just constant. I mean it. This looks really bad to do this. <laughs> <laughs> this looks bad, but it, it, it's what I needed. Like Wives get a bad rap for this, but this is what I needed. It works it, it's, works. it works. It um, works. We, we were just joking about that with the team and how we, I needed to get you information on tonight, but needed, I needed to get it to Cass first, one of our leaders, and she had to text me a bunch of times until I was annoyed to finally stop and do So. I just need to be reminded a million times. So her doing that was exactly what I needed. And then it was the day after I had the conversation with um, that church member that I was on a long drive. And I even told my wife, I said, I just want to go on a long drive tomorrow for work because I drive around a lot for work. And I said, I just want to get a really far away job, maybe north, you know, something that I could just drive a while and think. And then I got it. I got that long drive. It was up to the Chico area. And I was like driving back from Chico thinking, I got to do this or or it's not going to happen. I either have to make this call or it's not going to happen. And so I made the call. And this is kind of touching on the whole time frame thing. I made the call and it rang a a lot. And then it was met by a voicemail. Oh, man. I was like so juiced up and encouraged and ready to do it because I was like, this is the time and I'm going to do it right now. And so that was my time and I was thinking to myself, he's gonna answer the phone, this is how it's gonna go. You know, I had all the ducks in the row in my head about the way the conversation was gonna go and it just didn't happen. I got the voicemail and then he texted me back. I I called my dad, if that wasn't clear. It was my dad that I called. And um, he, he texted me back right away though and he said, hey, I'm in a meeting, I will call you back as soon as possible. Well, as soon as possible was about four hours later and I was... You I you ready for the call? No! Call back, yeah. No! I mean, yeah, I was thinking, like, ever since that text he sent me right after that, I was like, I'm, like, ready, I'm ready, ready. But then I had more jobs, and I was like, I, just the day went on. And so I had the courage in the moment, and I actually wrote this down somewhere. Let me, let me check it real quick. Um, let me see. It was... Actually, Pastor Eli is the one who was like, wow, there, there's a word in that. And so I wrote it down, but... Let me see, here we go. Um, moment, where'd it go? You know, while you're looking at that, let me just say go this,
0: ahead. <laughs> you know, you talk about wives talking, here's the thing, this is, this is really a credit for, for your wife, wives talk because they believe, okay? They believe yeah. you, she believes in you, that's why she's talking, yeah. okay? You should be glad, guys, This is for free. When your wife is talking, that's a good thing because it means she still believes in you. That's true. When she gets quiet, that's when it's dangerous. That's when she stopped believing. Okay? So, I mean, if it wasn't for Carrie talking uh, and continuing to talk, I don't know if I would have started the church. So, we need those voices of belief to talk to talk until until we act, you know, that's good. Yeah, that's
1: good. I mean, outside of marriage, like for those that are single, those voices, those close relationships that are constantly Mm -hmm. telling you maybe the same thing over and over and over again. And I know, you know, with the position I'm in, in this ministry, I can probably get annoying with a lot of the stuff I'm trying to, you know, drill Mm -hmm. in conversations with people. And, and a lot of times when it comes to the word of God, I'm glad you actually got us on this for a second. Um, When it comes to like the word of God, there's very few people who haven't heard it, mm-hmm. and so at least in this culture that we're yeah. in. And so a lot of times when a pastor or a leader is trying to minister to you, it seems like your first reaction can be, I already know that. Like I've heard of that a thousand times. Yep. Maybe it's another a thousand times that you need to hear it. And we need to get to the point where we realize that the power of the Word of God doesn't fade the more you read it. Yep. And so as we, it's the same thing is true when God is speaking through your pastor or your leader to you that God gave them the authority or that voice in your life and so it's like in marriage as well he gave that voice to that person to speak into your life and you allowed it to and so not writing it off just because you've heard it before yeah. but actually meditating on it and getting to the point where it's like you'll, you maybe you'll go from like yeah I know I've heard that before to okay you've said that a million times to okay you've said that a million times maybe I should stop and think about it for a second yeah And so that's kind of the place that I finally got to. I'm glad you said that. So please, if I'm annoying you, like maybe just pause and meditate on it for a second. Or if any of the leaders or any voice in your life you feel annoyed by, if they're telling you the word of God or if they're, you know, if God is speaking through them to you, it's 100% love that they have for you wanting to see a change in your life. Not so that you can fit the church mold or the Christian mold, but so that your heart can be healed and so that you can spend a life of joy and true true peace in God and in Jesus. That's the goal of anybody ministering to you. So I'm glad you took us out on that. Um, so it's actually a good thing that I couldn't find it because that was a moment that was really good. Um, when I called my dad, this is the whole time thing in, this, in the, the blocker of time. When I called my dad, I wasn't afraid. But when I answered, I was. And so sometimes we'll call God with things. And this is what I realized over the years is we'll call God with some things and we'll be all ready and excited to call him right we'll have all the courage all the faith we're ready to call him and make our request known right and that's where we feel the courage maybe we've had conversations with with friends peers you know pastors leaders and they're like you know what i think you should begin to pray about that bring that to god and see what he'll do i was supposed to go five to ten minutes by the way so Uh. i apologize but um when we're doing that i think that it's challenging because we'll have the faith in the beginning And we think God should answer us right away. And so we're ready to have the courage to receive the answer and move forward. But then the fear begins to build up the longer it takes to get the call back or to get the answer. And so, which is exactly what happened to me. And I want to encourage you guys that, yes, I had fear when it came four hours later. And sometimes when it's with God, it might be four years later. You never know. Um, But if God put a promise on your heart, pursue it and believe for it. Um, But those four hours later were met with the greatest conversation I have ever had with my dad. And so much was hashed out, so much was brought up, so much was realized, so much misunderstanding was clarified um, just from, you know, facing the fear, the call. So when God does, when you feel like God is putting it on your heart, like now's the time. It could be a week later, years later, but when you, like if God maybe told you to plan a church years before you did it, did that happen for you? Some people get it and like go. Well,
0: I knew I was going to plan a church. Yeah. The, the timing, you know, wasn't
1: the right timing. You yeah. know what I mean, I was praying and waiting to see when God wanted us to do it so I knew so sometimes I know we like we'll face these times though where maybe you felt God put on your heart just as you an example whether it's true or not um, to plan a church and then you're really excited to do it and then it could even be starting a ministry or a connect group or whatever and then you know when it's finally time to come and God gives you that green light or your pastor does or whatever then fear is all of a sudden so big because you spent so much time not making it happen and overthinking probably and things like that. But when we do push through that fear and say yes to God and push through that blocker of time and when you're doing things in, in God, a lot of times it's, it's, got, it's way off your, time, your timeline. So um, I want to encourage you guys with that, that if you're facing fear of having to sacrifice something, or facing fear that it's not going to happen in your time, or if, or, if he, or if that's already happened in your life where you something didn't come to pass in the time you thought it would, take courage in this time instead of taking fear. Take this time to pray about it more, pursue it more. Take a relaxed approach. A relaxed approach says you trust God. An approach of, yes, pursuit, but also just like peace saying, I'm going to continue praying and believing for this, but at the same time, I'm not going to freak out about it. I'm not going to get anxiety about the time. I'm not going to get fearful about it never happening, but just taking a relaxed approach. If you felt God put it on your heart, trust that, run with that, and then just let God do his thing. Keep doing your own, keep doing your thing, pursuing God, serving him, and then let God do his thing, and he'll do it one day, and it'll blow, it'll absolutely blow you away. Yeah. When I was getting ready to Go into young adult ministry with my wife. I was like 18 when God put that on my heart the first time. And I was like, I'm too young. I can't. No one's going to listen to me. I'm not going to have any 25 year olds listening to me. So that may not be true, and God will speak through people, but it wasn't my time. And I had to wait. And when I waited, God gave the green light, and His hand has been on it, His favor has been on it. You have been incredible to lead that under. And so God has really given favor for this season. So I said too much, I've wasted too much time. So I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Kyle, and he's going to touch on, on this topic tonight. And I know you're going to get a lot out of it. Get your pen ready and your notepad. pen. Uh, I, 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 well, hey, once again, thank you so much
0: for having me. Uh, it's awesome to be a part of the move and to see what God is doing. And I just want to take a moment and just say, man, we are so grateful for Pastor Austin and Jessica and their leadership and the team of people they've gathered around them. Uh, this, uh, a young adult ministry like this, this doesn't just happen. You know what I mean? This um, this is This is rare. And the community that you guys are building, uh, the authenticity, what God is doing in your hearts and lives, uh, it's incredible. I mean, he's getting calls from all over the area, all over our region to speak and encourage other uh, larger young adult ministries, so we feel very blessed. So thank you for listening to the Lord and allowing God to lead this ministry. That's thank awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, so this whole topic of faith and, uh, uh, you know, what blocks our faith, what builds our faith, uh, as Austin said, we just finished up a series where... We did one message on faith, and I really felt like, man, there's so much more we could talk about, so much more we could cover. And so uh, it was just you're, you're talking, you're bringing up things I want to share, and I'm like, uh, you know, too much oh, to say. I did that too, and I said too much. I <coughs> <But, laughs> encourage um, you to do that, though. <laughs> um, but when it comes to the things that that block our faith, you know, mm. we talked a little bit about it in the series, the idea that that um, uh, the opposite of uh, uh, Let's see the, the opposite of faith is not doubt; it's disobedience. Mm-hmm. And so you can feel doubt, you can feel yeah. fear, and yet still act in faith. Yeah. Uh, but there is an element of doubt, you know what I mean, that can stop our faith. And so yeah. what does that look like? So real quick, I want to read some scripture to you. Uh, <clears throat> this is uh, comes from James, and I got like a real like like Bible in my hands. It's amazing. I, I don't do this very often anymore. <laughs> uh, it's all like digital, but like, I gotta find it. So James, let's see, James chapter one turn there if you, you have a Bible handy. <clears throat> if not, I'll just read the scriptures for us. Oh, there you go. Okay, James 1, this is uh, starting in verse 6. It says this. Uh, well, I'll go back a little bit. Verse 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and perseverance mm-hmm. must finish its work so that you may be mature, be b- mature <laughs> <laughs> complete, and lacking, uh, not lacking in anything. And it says, if anyone, verse 5, if anyone of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who will give generously without finding fault that will be given to him. Now here it is. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. This man should not think he will receive any, anything from the Lord, for he is double-minded and unstable in all he does. <clears throat> and so this is that whole idea. He yeah, so. What does this mean? Like he says, I can't, I can't have doubt when, I, when I'm wanting to hear from God, uh, and that's going to block my faith. Well, here's the thing: um, I don't think that means that 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 we're going to feel a little uncertain and we're going to worry sometimes and we're going to have some doubts about things. But but what happens sometimes, and I see this so many times, what people do is when they'll hear from God, then we'll get wishy-washy. God will will speak to our heart, or we'll feel like we're in a message, and and God speaks to our heart. Like I need to respond this way. I need to to break off this relationship. I need to to um, address this situation. I need to call my dad, you know? Yeah. But then doubt will come in and we get wishy-washy and we go and we talk to our friends. Yeah. We talk to people, well, what do you think I should do? Well, you know, what, what do you think I should do? And we're trying to weigh things up. God has already spoken to us. Yeah. He's already made it clear what we need to do. Now, that's not to say that we don't seek godly counsel, you know, we do talk to people. But if, when God has spoken, when God has made it clear this is the way we should respond and we continue to keep weighing our options and talking to people, we already know what God wants us to do. That's where it says, you know, that that type of doubt is gonna make it so that we're, we're unaffected, you know what I mean? Wow, yeah, <clears throat> that's challenging. That, that type of doubt, yeah, will, <laughs> yeah. will block us uh, from hearing God. And it makes me think of something, uh, you know, I said, doubt is not the opposite of faith, disobedience is, Yeah. but it makes me think of something my dad would say to me all the time when I was a kid, and I don't know if you ever heard this growing up, but uh, delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience. Write that and, down. And what happens is this, is God speaks, as you're talking about this with time, you know, yeah. God speaks to our heart, but as we delay, uh, what, what's going to happen is we're, we're more likely to stray. Mm. We're going to stray from what God has told us to do. The longer we delay, the longer we wait to do what God has spoken to our heart, That's the so more good. like we are going to stray. Like, well, you know, maybe I'm not really supposed to call him. Maybe, you know, <clears throat> maybe that was just me. Um. You know, I did leave a voicemail, and we talk ourselves out of things, yeah. you know? Can you say that again real quick? Yeah, the, 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 the longer, to delay. so delayed obedience is disobedience. When we know the God is speaking to our heart, we've, you know, we, we've searched the, the scriptures, and we've gotten wise, godly counsel, and, and in our heart there's that moment. You know, we, I think we, there's times when we question, you know what I mean? We're uncertain, but there's, we know. We know we're supposed to do something, but we're still uncertain, so we try to question a little bit. or we, we want yeah. to get more confirmation, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the longer we delay something, the more likely we are to stray from what God has for us. Wow. Delayed obedience is disobedience. So I think that's one big thing that, that stops our faith. And the other thing, you already kind of talked about it, <clears throat> was uh, the idea of community, mm-hmm. you know, and having the right people in our circle or in our group, people that we rely on, people we talk to. Um, you know, Jesus said, don't cast your, your, your pearls before, before pigs. Basically, like when when God is doing something, and I didn't even think you think about how a pearl is made, it takes time. Yeah. It starts with a little grain of sand. And over time it's it's being molded and created. It starts from basically nothing, you know? Yeah. A little grain of sand. And how many times do we have a dream or something God has put in our heart and it's a little grain of sand? It's a little nothing. But the longer we pray about it, we seek God, yeah. He starts to build something in our heart, and He's ready to reveal this this incredible thing. And then we go and we bring it to the wrong people. We bring it to, to pigs. Pigs are those people that, it's not constructive criticism, it's not like like they want the best for you, so they're going to ask questions and try to get you to think of this from all sides, but they, they criticize us, yeah. you know what I mean? They, they resent what you're doing in, in your life, they, they maybe they feel like they miss their moment and they see you moving ahead and they start to resent you, um, or maybe they're intimidated by you and what you're doing. And so when you, you bring something out to the wrong group of people in the wrong community, they're going to trample on your dream. They're going to trample yeah. on what God is doing. And that is a way of kind of deferring our, our faith and kind yeah. of stopping what God is doing in our hearts. And it will shut us down. You know what I mean? Like, well,
1: Start I do not mean to cut you off, but good. the reason why I say that's a common one, yeah. when you said the, um, the one about being intimidated, mm. kind of about what you're doing, so it comes across as, the reason why I say that's common is because I see that all the time through social media. Yeah and just through people, there's the pettiness of social media, and yeah, it's a place where most people put their highlight reel up, but people get so bothered by people's highlights sometimes that they wanna talk you know, talk bad about what somebody's doing, tear them down so that maybe they're not too happy. It doesn't just happen on social media, I just yeah. see that it's all too common, and it's all too common amongst young adults, yeah. and so that's kinda why I wanted to pick that out for a second, And There's some things that are practiced and just part of culture when you're in high school or through middle school or growing up, being a teenager, that's one of those things is just to hate on somebody for doing something good or somebody's really striving so you gotta, for some reason, people think it's their place or their purpose to make sure they don't, you know, maybe get too happy or too excited or, or too successful in a certain area. So coming into young adulthood, That's one of my biggest pet peeves to see because it's that transition. I know it's hard to transition from one of the biggest practices of high school and then becoming a young adult. It's hard to make a lot of transitions in your mind from high school mindset to I'm an adult now, but that's one of those ones I would challenge all of you to be happy for one another. Like I think this world in general would be a happier place if we'd have more celebration, more praise, more people celebrating their friends and their peers really doing good in life. Yeah. And so maybe we can turn that chapter of our life. Maybe you haven't even thought about it, and it's just been embedded in you. Just think about it. Just think about celebrating people more often. The next time you see someone post something about how incredible, you know, maybe their life is or how great something is going, even comment. Go as far as to comment and say, hey, I'm happy you're doing so good, or send them a yeah. message, something like that. So I'm glad you mentioned that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'll
0: think you'll be happier in the, in the long run, honestly. You know what I mean? Like just having that heart of celebration. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't even my notes when you were talking is it just stirred all these different biblical examples, I think. Yeah. So many times what happens is is God will speak to our hearts in a moment, He will speak something to us, and we, you know, whether it's in a, in a worship service or in our devotion time, and and God will direct us to do something, mm-hmm. uh, He will encourage us and we will sense God's presence and we will hear a yes from heaven, right? Yeah. And but then what happens is is we'll hear a yes from heaven and, and what do we do? I, I'll give you examples right at, right now. You look at Peter, Jesus said, take that step of faith, get out of the boat and walk toward me. Peter starts to walk out, he's walking towards Jesus and then here he gets from heaven and he sort of look, looking at himself mm. and his own resources. And that's when he began to sink. Wow. You look at uh, Gideon, God said he, he put out a, a fleece. There's a story of Gideon in the book of Judges. God's asked him to do something big. Gideon said, well, w- w- let me just wait and make sure. And he kind of asked God some questions. And finally, he, he understands, okay, yes, this is what God wants me to do. Yeah. And then God's like, no, you know what, you, you gather the army, the army's too big. I'm going to I'm gonna cut it down to size. Well, no, no, I said yes when I thought I'd have, you know, all these resources. Yeah. I thought I'd have all this family support. I thought I'd have, you know, this job. Okay, I said yes when, when the plan was going to work out the way I saw it working out. Yeah. But now the plan's different, God. I'm not so sure I still want to do this. I look at Abraham. God said yes to Abraham and Sarah. They were going to have kids when they were like, 75 years old, and then he had to yeah. wait an additional 25 years, yeah. okay? And he's sort of looking at his own resources, physically, he's like, I'm, a, I'm almost 100, I, I don't know how this is <laughs> yeah. gonna work. I mean, it's like, I got a lot of game, but but I don't have a hip, you know? So I don't know how this is gonna work, okay? And so, <laughs> um, and then he's got his, his wife, like, she was talking, but she was, she was talking out of emotion and not out of yeah. faith, you know? And uh, you should read the Bible. It's, yeah. it's crazy. You should read the Bible. Go, go read this story. My Bible. what? Yeah. What? Uh, she tells him to like here. Here's my my handmaiden. Why don't you hook up with her, and you have a baby? Maybe God will answer
1: our prom our prayers that way. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of shows very close to that that yeah. aren't that don't have good lessons. Mm. In them. And so you would really yeah. like the Bible. <laughs> right, you would like the
0: Bible. So desperate. But here's the thing. There's a temptation. There's always temptation to try to finish. In our flesh, when God started in faith. God wow. starts something in faith and again. we try to finish it in our flesh yeah. or in our fear. We think, well, I have to help God along. You know? My resources my resources aren't enough. What God started, I somehow now have to finish. Like we are taking responsibility for things that are not our responsibility, they're God's responsibility. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like just because God said yes, that doesn't mean now we have to figure out how it's going to happen. Yeah, we just have to keep walking
1: in that in that direction. Isn't that what we do though? Isn't that like our first reaction? Is like it's our go-to. Oh, you said yes. All right, I'm good to go. And then you just try to come. I can't tell how many meetings where, like in in the young adult ministry where, and I know the team can totally attest to this, where um, we feel like we got a yes from God, yeah. or we got, you know, we felt God leading us into doing something, and so we just immediately start to scratch our brains on how to execute it instead of taking a moment. It's actually, we're in in something like that right now where the team, you know, we were talking last night about doing something and it was like, yeah, let's go. And there's nothing wrong with moving on the word of God. I think it's more of like, pray about it. Make sure, you know, not only is this what God wants, but make sure you're ready for whatever that is. And so it's so easy though. And it's always the first human reaction to... Shelf God, it's like thanks God. Later, I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. It's like a kid if they ask their dad, and they're a broke kid, maybe a 14 year old kid yeah. doesn't have any money, and then he asks his dad, "Hey, can I go to the movies?" And dad says yes. He gets to the movies, and he doesn't, he didn't stop to ask his dad for money or to work for something or to yeah. include him in that. And now he gets to the movie theater, and he can't watch the movie because he didn't have the money because he didn't spend enough time with his father mm-hmm. before going in to do it. So it's just the yeah. immediate human reaction.
0: You're, you're right. One thing. Yeah, sometimes we we make our plans you know what i yeah. mean like gosh we as a church i remember thinking back to uh like december november we had all these plans for the for the new year we're planning back yeah. in january like oh we're gonna do this over the summer we're gonna do that and we're doing this for easter and mm-hmm. we had all our plans and and that something else completely happened you know what i mean yeah and so it's one of those things like not that we shouldn't plan you know scripture says um you know a, a person plans their their, their way, yeah. but the more directs their steps. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I said, said this before that, um, you know, it's, it's a good thing to plan. Um, you know, but you should date your plans, but marry your purpose. Meaning wow. th- there's something that God has in you. God has given us each of us a purpose, something he's calling us to do. And, and we can think, well, it might look like this or it might look like that. And we have these dreams about it, but, but God, he's going to, he wants to direct us step by step. So good. You know I, mean? I want to know the whole the yeah. whole map. I want to know the whole route. You know what I mean? Can you say that one more time? The plans? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Scripture says that, that we can make our... A man makes their plans, but the Lord directs their steps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we can make plans, but the idea is this, that you want to, to date your
1: plans, but marry your purpose. And go just go into that a little bit so yeah. that people have clarification on that, because yeah. that's such an incredible... Truth. So
0: the, the idea is that God, you know, for some of you, maybe... You prayed, and you feel like God is saying, you know, that you're gonna, um, you're gonna impact people, you're gonna help people, and, and so right away you think, okay, what is that gonna look like? Well, maybe it's gonna look like this. I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna be a speaker. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna do this thing or that thing. Well, uh, the purpose is that you're gonna help people. The purpose mm-hmm. is, is that, um, that I get so distracted. <laughs> well, this is distracting. <laughs> See this? No, I, I saw that. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, so God has his purpose, you know, Yeah. Um, but, but we hold our, our our plans loosely. As soon as we start to grasp onto the plans, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, and make it so that, that that this is what it has to be, yeah. we miss out on God's purpose for us. So you know what true. I'm saying? So true. So let me jump now to some of the things I think that, that can grow our faith. You know, we yeah. can uh, what is it? build our faith. <laughs> there we go, <laughs> okay? So let's see. There's, there's a scripture verse. Uh, I also got it. Second Peter Second no, Peter chapter one. Let's go there. Second Peter chapter one. All right. And uh, we're going to start with verse six, I think. I'm in First Peter.
1: Second. You're 2 beating Peter. me in your paper Bible. <laughs>
0: okay. Let's see. Okay. Actually, I'm going to start with verse five. He says this. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. The, you know. Sometimes we think, okay, all you need is faith. You just have to believe. We talked about that yeah. a little bit in the series. Just believe, you know? And, and faith is more than just belief. It, it's a good place. It starts there for any yeah. of us. You know, uh, we believe Jesus is the Son of God. We believe that he can make our life different. We believe that. But then it says if we want strong faith, you know, you yeah. can start with faith. And it says that the faith the size of a mustard, can be small. But it says we need to add to our faith. listen to what it says here. It says, um, add to your faith. Um, goodness and to goodness knowledge and so and we're going to add knowledge to our faith so yeah. you might believe uh, who Jesus is but then we we don't know what the promises of scripture are you know we don't yeah. know what God can do in our life we believe that he's God but until we know how we, he behaves how he responds mm-hmm. his ways you know so we're going to add to our faith knowledge he goes on then uh, and to knowledge self control Yeah. so we want to you know that's, that's acting on your faith you know so now you know what the scripture says, but if you want your faith to grow, you need to add uh, self-control where we're gonna act on what what it says. You know, and yes. sometimes it's difficult, sometimes that that's stretching for us, you know what I mean? Right. To, to resist temptation or to respond how God is leading us, we're gonna add self-control. And it says, the self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. And it says, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, this is amazing, Uh, They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ Gotta
1: pause there. There's so many people that I know in my life that Feel like they want to be used by God to incredible levels and they feel like maybe they won't be effective Or they won't feel productive or they won't be productive And so to all of those of you dealing with like people aren't gonna listen to me You know this thing that I'm gonna do is not gonna be effective um, or it's not going to be productive for me to even try that. If you felt God put it on your heart to do it, please just do it. Pull the trigger and do it, because it tells you right here. If you're wondering how to do it, here's the scripture yeah. you just read. So
0: we're going to add to our faith. Then we want to add to our uh, act on our faith. That's like, you know, activating that um, uh, self-control and yeah. kind of leaning in those areas. And then I think there's another area. We kind of talked a little bit about community. Uh, and then community, what it does? Community will will kind of activate our faith. There's there's an amazing verse. I, I had it written down, so we can kind of talk a little bit about community. But I just want to share it quick.
1: Yeah, please okay do. Okay, I share more scripture. Please do. Oh, Is that okay?
0: <laughs> a pastor wants to read scripture. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Proverbs 25, and I'll just read this to you real quick. Proverbs 25. Proverbs 25. This goes back to having the right people in our life. But um,
1: Proverbs 25, verse 11 says this while you're getting there real quick i want to i want to plug this in um that last verse talked about how many different things go into kind of pursuing the call of god in your life Mm -hmm. and how you said that faith is not enough um there's a it reminded me of a quote from actually muhammad ali and he said that hard work is not enough and i you know we don't know what he was saying needs to be in addition to that but when you're in faith Mm -hmm. and you're in christ Hard work is not enough if you don't have faith, but faith is not enough if you don't have the hard work behind it as well. And so we, we want to encourage you tonight, and I know that the kind of the purpose of that is scripture is to let you know that there's so many more things. You can't just think it into existence. That, that whole movement of, like, think it into existence is not, it's not a real thing. There's faith and believing and calling things out in the spirit and, and declaring things and, and speaking it out so that it will happen, and that is also met with the hard work, the pursuit, the faith, and so many other factors. It's not there's not you're not speaking spells into the universe and having them come to pass. Like I want a Ferrari and not taking that up with God or, or anything like that. A Ferrari's not just going to come to your door because you said that. So I want to just to say that because there's a big movement. Um, a spiritual movement in believing that those things are enough. And when you're in Christ, it's just not it's not enough to just have one of the things and not the other.
0: So. You're right, exactly.
1: I want to read this uh, out of the message Bible.
0: Uh, this is kind of a paraphrase translation is put into uh, this is where someone's kind of reflecting on the words, put in mm-hmm. modern language in their own words. Yeah. But I, I kinda of like how it says this is Proverbs uh, 25 twenty-five eleven says the right word at the right time is like a custom made piece of jewelry mm. and a wise friend's timely reprimand is like a gold ring that slips on your finger wow um and it goes on to say in verse 13 it says reliable friends who do what they say are like cool drinks of water in sweltering heat refreshing wow. and uh you know so the, the right people the right community you know when you share those things that god's doing in your life it says that, a friend who listens to you. I don't know if you ever. I'm imagining maybe the the ladies would get this more than the guys. But I mean, if you have a custom piece of you know jewelry, I like got a, a gold chain that you wear, guys. Good for you. <laughs> but I'm imagining this might relate more to ladies. It says, <clears throat> I imagine you get like, this amazing gift, you know this amazing necklace, and you put it on and it just it just accentuates the outfit yeah. it just col- brings out the color of your eyes. Where it just pops, you know. It says conversation with a friend can be like that. You yeah. know what I mean? They they call things out of you when you share what God is doing in your heart and your life and, and that, that, that pearl you you put it before the right person. They take that pearl and they don't trample it, they make a necklace out of it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? They they adorn you with it and say yeah that's that's who you are. Wear that. Yeah own that walk in that that is that's you it's so you. That's you good. know yeah and so our friends when we have that type of community and I want to re- really encourage you with um, VPYA, you guys, you have that community here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people, they're not they're not trying to bring each other down. They're trying to you know, to to make themselves shine. I got I got to you know push you down so you can raise me up. But we, right. we you guys come together and you you all go for more. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you refresh each other with your words. It's just awesome. I encourage you. That will build your faith. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I want to ask you a question because when you when you're talking about people building you up and things like yeah. that. My head goes to the people in my life that kind of did that out of place, didn't get context, and actually led me astray from, mm. from too much of that that wasn't preyed on, that wasn't necessarily wise because they didn't understand the whole story. Yeah. So there's people in your lives that will champion you and tell you, yes, that's you, that's the direction you need to go. And then just to find out later down the line it wasn't, but you did it because they said that that's what it was to do. So I like the second part of the scripture, which kind of, brings that hole, yeah. which is the part that you read um, in, and I'm gonna read from the message as well, it says, a wise friend's timely reprimand yeah. is like a gold ring slipped on mm-hmm. your finger. T- talk for a second about why you think the concept, the thought of, the word reprimand is not a fun word. No. Being mm-hmm. reprimanded is not a fun thing. In other words, if, if that doesn't make sense to you, if those moments with your friends where they say the things you don't wanna hear, Um, Where they say, you know, hey, or maybe they're just checking you iron sharpens iron Maybe they're trying to sharpen you a little bit. They're challenging you. Hey, maybe that wasn't the best idea Um, You know, you really shouldn't be doing that and it's all out of love But why talk for a second? Why do you think our first reaction is to push away the people that reprimand us? Why do you why do you think that is? Yeah, gosh, um, you know, I think I think it's
0: just and we have to learn to, to have that that value, you know what I mean? Yeah. Valuing, and uh, we use a different word, we change what we think from, from reprimand to, to feedback. You know what I'm saying? That's good, yeah. Like we look for feedback in every area of life, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're asking for feedback, whether it be on our online purchases or, or everywhere, you know? Yes. And so we can lean into that. But I think what happens is, uh, you know, the right kind of uh, reprimand, right kind of uh, criticism—it's meant to correct a behavior. Um, you know, mm. it's like me saying this: if you were to, to drink some coffee, you just had coffee on your cheek. Yeah. The coffee is not making you look good. And I, I'm commenting on the coffee that doesn't yeah. make you look good. But what we hear is—is is you don't look good. Yes. Know, we good we view it as an attack yeah. on us instead of mm-hmm. an attack uh, uh dealing with with what's on our face, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We take we take it personally. I think our first reaction, is if, if we're and and there's reasons for that, I mean, our upbringing can, can kind of help determine how we it's respond to things amazing. as well, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But the amazing thing is, like you said, it says um, the right word at the right time is like a custom made piece of jewelry. And it says, our was it, a reprimand, um, it like a wise friend, it categorize it, a wise friend's reprimand is like a gold ring that slips right in your, on your finger, there's some things about that too. Why is it reprimanding? Good feedback, constructive feedback. First of all, um, it, it it makes you better. When yeah. it's all said and done, you know what I mean. You're you're wearing it because it's made you better. Like, right. like me telling you, you have coffee in your face face when you you deal with it, it makes you look better. It makes you better. I have coffee better. in my faith. In your faith, you do always. <laughs> coffee in faith. Um, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, and then it's fitting, too. The thing is, that, you know, it's okay if someone gives you some words, just like a ring, try it on. Yeah. If it doesn't fit, then it might not be for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Maybe you take some other people, too, and say, hey, this person said this about me. You know, what do you think? And we got we to, gotta, gosh, if we can get people to be mm-hmm. honest with us. Yeah. And here's the thing, it, if if we get to the point where we say, well, I'm only going to, allow certain people to speak in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm only going to let my, my close friends who love me speak into my life. Yeah. I'm not going to hear from anybody else. Um, we're limiting who we allow God to speak through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there could be some jerk out there that, yeah, they may be a jerk 99% of the time, but they see something in your life that your good friends are afraid to tell you yeah. because of your good friends. Right? Okay? He may still be a jerk, but the jerk might be right in this one area. And yeah. if we can learn to... to to take that and say, well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna actually examine this. I'm gonna yeah. take this before people who, who care about me and see if it's real and right. Yeah. And then I can grow from it.
1: I think the, that's so good. And I think, you know, the, the concept of consideration, we skip the consideration. Yeah. I think, as you were talking, I was thinking about in filmmaking, if you've ever watched any behind the scenes of filming a movie or a sitcom, whatever it is, there's this phrase, take five. Yeah. And so it's, take fi- it's to basically take a five minute break. But take fives happen when things are going wrong, things just aren't flowing, things aren't working, there's yeah. tension, there's weirdness happening. Take fives also happen at the end of a scene that you that was perfect, it's exactly the way it went. So whether it's uncomfortable, the thing that you heard, whether it makes you feel uncomfortable or awkward or it doesn't feel right, take five. And if it's exactly what you felt like you needed to hear, take five, because yeah. take five minutes to consider it, take five minutes to sit and consider what was just said to you and yeah. who the source was. And in all of those things, that's just I think what we're missing is that moment of consideration. We like to respond to things immediately and I don't know if it's, it's probably our age group, we get all the bad rap, but it is definitely something I notice amongst young adults and myself. It's like we will skip the consideration part and think that we're right immediately or I didn't like the way that felt so you're wrong. It's just not the case. If we never consider constructive criticism, we would never grow. If we never ponder on the things that don't feel good, We'll never grow because growth happens in that tension, in that sometimes painful moments. Yep. And I love that you went into that. I want to quote something you said in a message in this last series. And then I'm going to uh, finish it with a question. You said that hiding our weakness is what weakens us and engaging in community is what strengthens us. So good. I'm going to say it again. I want you guys to write it down. Hiding our weakness is what weakens us. Engaging in community is what strengthens us. And I want to ask you this question while we're talking about faith. Would you say that the same is true with faith? That hiding our faith weakens it? Because huh. uh, the reason why I say yeah. that, real quick, the reason why I say that is there's people who live lives that don't do anything great and incredible for God. And I think that a lot of times there's so much more in them, but they're living on their faith that is enough for them in their life to know that they're saved and going to heaven. And they're not operating at a greater level and they're hiding their faith, they're not sharing their faith. Yeah. Do you think that not sharing your faith weakens it? Or do you think it keeps it at a level? Do you think that, I guess what I'm trying to say is the process of sharing your faith, if it's not being done, is it weakening your faith? Or is there a place where you can sit and stay steady at your faith level, not growing, not challenging yourself? And can you be okay there? Or will your faith start to dwindle? As you, as you're not pursuing faith at a greater love. Well, I think you I hope know, I worded that well. Word. Uh, you did.
0: Uh, so I gotta find Philemon. That's a fun one to find. It's, <laughs> it's buried in the back somewhere. Is that how you say it? Philemon. Philemon.
1: Philemon. 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 How do that's you how say it? Say Philemon. 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 Is it Jamaican? It is, I'm not sure. The thing is, the um, pastor says it confidently. That's right. How just, it, here's, the, well, here's the thing.
0: You just gotta say it confidently. <laughs> Anyhow, mm-hmm. people who don't know, there's a lot of names in the Bible. Just say it. Yeah. Because like, who's going to question you? Like, oh. You know? Anyway. <laughs> uh, faith. I had to find my phone. Uh, faith is a muscle. You know what I mean? A muscle, if it's not used, it, it will atrophy. It, w- it will shrink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, if we're not using our faith, we're not acting on it, um, I do think it gets weakened. That's why it says add to your faith. But let me just see. I, uh, there's an interesting right, verse yeah. there. Faith and, is a muscle. I like and Philemon, if I can find it, or Philemon. <laughs> Here you go. You know, it's only one chapter, so that's probably
1: why it's uh, Not a practice name say. to say. Yes. While you're finding that, I want to encourage you guys, because yes. we're getting ready to close, to send us your prayer requests. Um, I'll pull them up right here so we can see them. And we want to pray for you guys and encourage you guys. And if you got anything out of this, um, at the end of this, please send us a, a direct message. If you want to talk more with Pastor Kyle, you can email him at kyle at vantagepointchurch.net or myself at austin at vantagepointchurch.net. We would love to connect with you guys and talk to you guys even deeper about all of this thing. If God stirred something in you and you just want to go a little bit deeper into the conversation, please send us a message or even uh, direct message our Instagram account. That works too. So awesome. Um,
0: this is Philemon uh, 1 verse 6, is that I pray that you are active in sharing your faith so that you may understand, let's see, pray that you are active in sharing your faith. Um. us see, that you may be effective in, in understanding every good thing that we have in Christ. I pray that you're active in sharing your faith so that you can understand every good thing that we have in Christ. There's wow. something about sharing our faith. We think it's for others. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it is, but it, it, it activates something in us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I really do think it, it's, it, it, it's our mission. It says, yeah. it says that we're to go, it's a, called the great commission. We're called to go into all the world and, and share the good news. And so, you know, when you're doing what you were designed to do, what you were made to do, it, it makes you come alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so th- there is something about when you're sharing your faith and, and there's a, there's a whole area of being a follower of Jesus that we don't experience, we miss out on if we're not sharing our faith. Yeah. There's something about like, when you find yourself in a moment and someone asks you a question, and you're like, you're like sitting there like panic, I have no idea. And you just, you say this little silent prayer like, God, you got to give me the words to say, yeah. you know? You, and then you start to share, you start to talk, and God just, like an idea, a thought comes in, and yeah. you share it, and it's the right thing. That is God, the scripture you says it's gonna happen. Yeah. And if you've never experienced that, you, you're missing out, you know yeah. what I
1: mean? And I think they're missing it because they're not trying it. And yeah. you'll never get that incredible, incredible moment if you don't begin to share it. So you think that, so I like that you said faith is a muscle because that answers that question. Will your faith dwindle if it's not practiced? Will your muscles begin to shrink? Will fat begin to take over the muscle if it's not worked out? And the answer to that is yes. And so it's vital. I mean, the first word of the Great Commission is "go," and so we can't stand still. We can't we can't sit here and think that that we're doing enough or that our faith is strong enough if we're not actively practicing it in another way, in a different way. And so, was there anything else that you wanted to to plant in our hearts tonight before we kind of get into closing here? Oh
0: man, no, this has been so good. Uh, I can't wait until I get to like hang out with you guys I know. Uh, in person. I mean. I love seeing you here on Sundays when we, um, back when we had church in person. And we will, very, very shortly. I can't wait to, we're working on things right now. Um, but yeah, I just, I love what God is doing in your hearts and your lives. Keep going after what God is doing, keep going after authentic community. Uh, encourage one another, build one another up. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue to just in, invite your friends to, to hang out. You know what I mean? What I love about our young adult ministry is, um, you know, you guys, have, you guys have fun, but it's, it's not like you're doing any—and this is not a, a downplay on the ministry— it's not like you guys have, have gone out and done something that costs tons of money yeah. or months and months of planning. I mean, you guys, you work hard, but, but uh, you, you're allowing your faith to be played out in a genuine way, real conversation, having coffee talk, having gatherings where people come and hang out, and they can be real. Yeah. And, and God moves, and, and we are hungry for that. And, yeah. and I would say your friends, your other young adults in your life, they are desperately hungry for that. So just continue to invite them into relationship, and God does all the heavy lifting.
1: You know what yeah, I mean? Like you invite, you, you bring them into this community, and God's going to do the, the real work. That's so yeah. good. I'm glad you said that, that God's going to do the heavy lifting. That's yeah. true. He, he wants to do the heavy lifting. Yep. Too. Um, well, I didn't see any in here, any prayer requests in here. Yeah, Maybe I'm not good at finding them all, but um, I didn't see any through scrolling through here. So um, we're just going to pray for you guys. Um, Pastor Scott, I want you to pray for them, yeah. and I'll close. And uh, again, if, if we didn't see it, we'll go back and pray for it later. We'll go back through the live streams and find them if I missed them, and we'll pray for those things. Um, and always, Always send us your requests. As you guys do such an incredible job already in our group chat, um, we have a young adult VPYA group chat, and it's always blown up with yeah. prayer requests. It's met with responses of multiple people saying, I'm praying for you. Is there anything I can do? And so that's our heart, even in these services. Please let us know if there's anything we can do for you, um, anything we can pray for you about. And if you're not plugged into our group chat, Um, which is through the app GroupMe, which you can have a million members in. And so if you're not plugged into that already and you want to be a part of that community, um, send us a direct message and we'll get you added into that so that you can have an active community. That's popping every single day. So please get involved with that. And if you want to go ahead and pray. And that's
0: even even people, if you're outside of the area, right? If you're you're a YA, you're a young adult, 18 to to (laughs) 29-ish. to pastor austin yeah um uh, even if you don't live in our area and you want to connect you want to be part of an online community i encourage you to reach yeah. out and then you guys have been doing a, an online devotional too right Your yeah version... we were
1: we took a break we did a bunch of them okay. but well if you know this continues we'll yeah. start up another one and those have been incredible cool. so
0: yeah well, let me take a minute and pray for you guys let's pray together father god i thank you so much for for meeting with us for this time that we have to to spend together uh, Lord, I thank you for this incredible community, God, and what you're doing in their hearts and their lives as they are coming together, God, and encouraging one another and supporting each other. Uh, Father, I thank you that that their faith is growing, and for, for some as they're going through this season, uh, maybe they they feel like they're experiencing what, what Scripture said that that their faith is being tested, God, their faith is being tried. Uh, but your Word says, God, that we should rejoice when we when we experience these times of of our faith being tested because it means you're producing something in us. Yeah. And so, God, I pray that you would just give us, would you give us a glimpse of what you're producing? God, would you give us a vision of, of what's being done inside us? God, for some, they, they have that, that, that little grain of sand of a, of a vision yeah. or a dream, God, and, and this whole time you've been working on it, God. I pray that you would continue to do that, Father. Lord, I to pray that, as your word says, that we would be active in sharing our faith so we would understand every good thing we have in you, Jesus. And so, Father, I pray you'd help us to do that, God, because we know there are many more people in our lives, God, uh, at our workplaces, in our schools, in our, in our extended families, our friend groups that need to know who you are, Father. Yeah. So, God, for those who are hurting or struggling, I pray that you would minister to them, that you would touch them. And, God, for, for maybe someone who, who has jumped on this broadcast, they just were scrolling and they they uh, they jumped on and, they, and they, they don't have a relationship with you and they recognize that they need that or maybe they, they've kind of walked away from the whole church thing. but. But they, they realized that, that, God, you've been missing from their life, that they need you. Mm. I pray that they would just that they would just call out to you. They would just say, God, I need you in my life. They, yeah. And they would reach out to Pastor Austin or, or to whoever's friend that they are connected with through social media. That they're watching this through. That they would connect and rediscover a relationship with you. I thank yeah. you, God, that even right now in this moment, you are digitally doing that. Yeah. Father, thank you for all the things you're Jesus. doing in our lives. I pray you would just bring us back together again. In Jesus' Lord. name, amen. Mm.
1: Father, I just want to pray. I want to pray on a couple things that Pastor Kyle said. I want to pray about some of the things that he said because they're so impactful. So, God, I just pray that, um, as Pastor Kyle said, that we we try to finish in our flesh what God started in our faith. So, Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that that we would that we would get out of our own heads, Father. When you give us that green light, you give us that yes, you give us that promise or that vision. I pray, God, that we would get out of the way, that we wouldn't think it's going to take our own, our own effort or our own incredible thoughts that for some reason we think are greater than yours to make these things come to pass. Let us get out of your way, God. And I pray that our hearts would be open to hear constructive criticism. God, as the, the, that, that scripture, that particular virgin said reprimand, Father, I pray that we would have hearts that are open to receive um, correction from our friends, from our loved ones, and let us just be open to know, God, that, that they're there, and they're saying what they're saying because they love us, and they want us to get better, and that's it. It's got nothing to do with, with wanting to tear us down, Father, but everything to do with build us up. So, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name, hearts that are listening right now, God, would be encouraged to pursue their dreams, to pursue the things that you've placed on their heart. God, I pray that their faith would be built in this season and that those things that block our faith would be at least now highlighted so that they can be aware, Father, because what's expected can be deflected, Father. And so we just pray that the message and the wisdom that came out of Pastor Kyle tonight, God, would just land in our hearts and stay there, Father, that it would be at the forefront of our minds, God, so that we wouldn't forget it, God, but that we would meditate on it. That we, would, that we would take that moment of consideration, God, and spend time thinking and praying about what was spoken tonight, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you guys so much for staying tuned with us and, and tuning in tonight to, to our MOVE service. Um, please, in the comment section, give it up for Pastor Kyle. Whatever emojis, reactions, comments, whatever you want to do, um, just let him know how much you appreciate it because truly... We appreciate you, Pastor Kyle, in this ministry. Everything that it is, just your support, it means absolutely everything to us. And, and we know, and I want everybody out there to know that this ministry, it wouldn't be happening without the, the, the lead pastor of our church giving us that encouragement, that okay to go, that, that you, you're constantly giving me in meetings you know, ideas and things to do. And I just want you to know tonight that I appreciate that. That it means more than I could probably ever put into words, just knowing I have you on my back. So, guys, give it up for him. We love you. We miss you. If you need anything that we could possibly do, um, just send us a direct message. We want to pray for you guys, and we want to be there for you. And we cannot wait to see you guys soon in person. That will be announced real soon, yes, what that time and date is. So we're really looking forward to it. We love you guys. Have a great night. <laughs>